Cameron, I got really excited. You're drinking wine there, and then it turns out it was water. I'm disappointed. Yeah, it's just in a wine glass. <laughs> he's classly, he's classically hydrated. Pinky's up. Give it a little, little stir, and then like sniff it. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Pure wash. A good vintage water from. Uh, oh yes, from the tap. Oh, it's not Voss. There so was I'm a, so not cut up on how cool bottled water is. My bad. I'm still drinking Aquafina like a dinosaur over here. I didn't want to say anything, but we've noticed. Yeah, I'm not sure you have. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 36 of the Four Dorksmen podcast. I am Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate. This is Joe Exotic. <laughs> I'm Collector Clint. And this is Ryan Asian Tony Stark. <laughs> and this week, we're joined by a very special guest. I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, guys, this is Cameron. I'm from the Funko uh, social media team and also the Funko Funcast. That Joe Exotic uh, call out just got me. <laughs> <laughs> He he likes to do that to us. Like we we don't expect it, and he just like drops something goofy, and it just pure silence. And we try not to laugh directly into our microphones. Well, it's we'll see. Clint is trying to yeah. think of a way to respond to that. He's like, "Yeah, I got nothing good. This is just Clint. <laughs> I don't even bother trying anymore. It's the perfect the order point? of intros, yeah. really." Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, but let me just quickly go through uh, some housekeeping stuff before we jump too far into this. Uh, so you make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore dorksman. Uh, you can always email us at dorksman at gmail.com. Uh, we probably won't e- respond to your email, but we'll probably read it and we'll probably read it live on the air. Uh, make sure you're playing along at dorksmanbingo.com. Uh, we've got a bingo card there uh, created for us by Andrew. Uh, shout out to Andrew Newbeardlin. And also from Larry from the STS guys for uh, helping us out with getting the website set up where it's nice and easy. Dorksmanbingo.com. Hard to forget. Um, hey, before one we go further, thing. we're all wearing headgear, so that's already a square. Hey, hey, square. Hey. Um, so you may have seen we're doing a Dorksman Photo a Day photo contest. Uh, so it starts on April 1st. It's going to run to April 15th. Uh, we want Each day is based on a different episode that we've recorded in the past and including up to episode 36, which you're probably listening to right now, which surprise, it's Shufi theme for April 15th for our special guest. Perfect. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so we've got some prizes that we're going to announce during the week. Uh, we're still kind of piece that together. Uh, the whole ECCC thing kind of threw us for a loop when we're trying to get prizes together for this. But we will come through. There's going to be some cool stuff. And uh, yeah, so just keep an eye on that. We'll be uh, it'll be all over social media and stuff. So you can kind of see all the rules. There's a there's a good graphic there that Julie uh, created yeet, yeet. for us. Shout out to Eat Grimes. Yeah, so. Let's jump right into it. So we like to do this thing with uh, Ask the Zorksman. Uh, we usually source people on Twitter for questions and stuff. So we got a couple of questions that we want to uh, get Cam's answers on, and we'll answer ourselves as well this week. Uh, so our first question is from Kelly, uh, AOK20 on Twitter. Uh, if you could have one attribute or characteristic of an animal, what would it be? I mean, in thinking about this, it's kind of like the ability of the animals, the most appealing thing. So the ability to fly. But I think the real question is which animal like would you want to mimic? So in my mind, I kind of want bat wings. I think they're the most regal wings. (laughs) Regal wings. Regal wings. (laughs) Fancy. They're elegant, you know, classy. I can wrap myself in them. Right. You know, that's yeah. It's a very well thought out answer. There's some oh, utility. Yeah. Well, yeah. you should have gone last, not first, because I don't know if this was <laughs> anything that good. Yeah, how do you follow that? 
Uh, all right, Clint, why don't you follow that one? Up? I uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flying is a good one. Um, I don't know. I think I'd be able. I'd like to be able to uh, to kind of see a little bit more without. Uh, or you know what? I want to. I want improved hearing. That's what I want. I want like dog Ooh, hearing because I, I can hear the greatest now. <laughs> so yeah, I want dog. I, I was almost thinking you know echo kind of stuff with dolphins, but I think just better hearing would be my answer. How about you, Joey? I think it'd be cool to be a chameleon where you could just change the color of your skin just to match your environment. Especially as a teacher, I'm sure you would like that. Right. Well, that would require <laughs> me to be naked at the time, and I don't know if I could get away with teaching oh. naked. Well, if you were, if you were camouflaged. Yeah, I mean. I mean, if you got that time in between the students coming into the class, you could just, like, quickly strip down and just Awkward, I mean, awkward, awkward. Why is there a big pair of pants in the corner of the classroom? <laughs> Where's the shiny guy at? Are These they size pants? 20 sneakers. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ryan? Um, oddly enough, I was going to say something similar to Joey, but not a chameleon. I will do a cuttlefish for the same kind of reasons, but mm. it can also hypnotize its prey, right? Like in, um, like Ulysses Claw was saying, he's like, whoop, whoop, whoop in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. I have to tie it back to a Marvel movie. Somewhere. Shout out Marvel reference. <laughs> always. Always. Yes. always. We need a square for that. We need a bingo square. I mean, my hat says Marvel for a reason. But anyway, yeah. Cuttlefish. What? Ryan makes an awkward connection to Marvel? Yes. Is that what bingo square would be? Ryan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan surprised you can a see Marvel it. connection. Anyway. Yeah. Nate? Yeah. That's a good answer. Um, I was going to actually go with Clint's answer with like good hearing. Better hearing. Like kind of like, I guess like the echo hearing where you could like, kind of see where things are without like in the dark without tripping over uh banners toys or like tripping over like funko boxes and stuff like that i I could like just hear where things are and i could just see where you know the the echo or whatever i I like that you blamed banner before you blamed yourself it's true of course (laughs) what about aren't there any animals that can be better at math than you probably yeah every single one is better at math than you I don't want the yeah. I probably have the Just memory start. of a fish as well. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kelly, for that question. Um, that, was a good one. that was a good one. And uh, another one from we got from Mark. Hey, Mister Rosario, M Rosario. Uh, we always screw up his Twitter name, but shout out to Mark. Um, very topical because this uh, episode we're talking about um, the future of conventions and kind of what the world the kind of landscape of the world kind of changing right now with uh the the virus happening so for mark kind of a fun one is what is the weirdest thing you've seen at a con and i feel like there's going to be some good answers for this one cameron you go last exactly i was going to say he's been to more than we have so i think he goes last i'm i'm super curious to hear what you guys say we'll let ryan go first me go first okay um Hmm. I wouldn't say it's the weirdest thing that I've seen at a con, but the thing that stands out the most was during SDCC 2016. I think it was on Sunday. I was walking around and near Artist Alley, I saw two guys dressed up as T-Rexes in those inflatable costumes. (laughs) And they were having a lightsaber fight. I kid you not. I actually have the video. I'll post it to our social later. But the funniest thing about it is I'm, I'm recording these guys going at it whack 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 turn around whack 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 and then all the while there's a little i'm assuming it was a chihuahua or a terrier in the background just barking at them yeah i don't know why it stands out to me as just really odd and really funny because i wasn't expecting to see something like that in artist alley so yeah 
Hmm. How is there space for them to? Because those those suits aren't small, right? Like no, they're, they're, they're big. No. It's kind of like yeah. as you walk in and approaching the area where Artist Alley is, and obviously down the line where Funko would be. There's kind of like that open spot right next to the G entrance. So for anybody mm. that hasn't been to San Diego Comic Con, there's different letters breaking up the hall, and mm. of course there's the infamous Hall H, which is separate from this conversation. But G is kind of the area that we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at the very end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Of course, Cameron knows exactly where this is because he's been there many, many, many <laughs> times. That's where I was born. <laughs> Clint, how about you? So I, I'm trying to think here. Um, I'm not very experienced in the ways of the con yet, but um, one thing that's popping in my head is, you know, I, I, I've listened to you guys. I've listened to others tell about all their fun stories and, and sites and whatever at con, but at Denver Pop Culture Con, there's a patio which I don't think is very common at cons. And we, I had a lot of fun hanging out on the patio because all you do is sit there and drink and watch everybody come in and out of the convention center uh, in their cosplay or whatever. And it's just, it's just kind of a weird thing to say, I'm going to Comic-Con so I can go drink beer at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's what thing. it was. It was. And like I said, it was a lot of fun. We just hung out up there. Uh, we got a pretty primo spot. We sat there you know, probably four deer, beers deep and uh, before we did anything and just watched people go in and out, in and out and shouted all the cosplay we liked. We didn't say anything to the ones we didn't. We were actually civil, <laughs> surprisingly, after four beers. But done. yeah, right. I, I was actually impressed with my friends more than anything. <laughs> it was enjoyable, though. It's fun to do that. I know it's not a con thing, but that's kind of it's kind of weird to think about. But that's also, I guess, very Colorado attitude. There has to be beer at everything. So there you go. That's my answer. Is it just beer or beer and edibles? Well, see, so <laughs> I didn't sniff out the edibles. Unfortunately, okay. I didn't bring my edible sniffing pig. But we did, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because they brew a special beer just for the con every year and has a, mm. you know, a nerdy name. This one was a Dungeons and Dragons one. I can't remember. It's Breckenridge Brewing. So, again, it's very Colorado thing to have to have a beer, a specific beer at a Comic-Con, mm. I guess. Very cool. It's good advertising. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Breckenridge Brewery. Shout out to them. <laughs> How about you, Joey? So I don't know if I don't know if you would classify it as the weirdest, but it's probably the craziest thing. And I'm kind of like Clint. I don't have a lot of experience with cons just yet. I've only been to two to Dallas Fan Expo last year and then to San Diego. Uh, but when I was at San Diego, uh, one morning I was lined up for the Entertainment Earth booth. Um, and this was the second day, I think. So they had already had preview night where they had sold a bunch of stuff. And then they had the next day. And then I guess that must have been Friday morning. Uh, I went, it was either Thursday or Friday morning. Anyway, um, one of the big things that everybody was getting was the um, flopped Target dog bullseye oh, from right, the Entertainment right. Earth booth. Right. So they had started off the first day just letting you get basically 10. Right. So that was their quantity was 10. Well, everybody was getting 10 and 10 and 10 and 10. Well, then they changed it to two. And then by the time I got there that day, they had changed it to one. Well, I just luckily got in like right at the end of the line as they capped it. Well, the line wrapped right by the little bitty um, seating area for the concession part. Mm. So everybody all of a sudden sat down in all the chairs in the concession area. And they're like, if y'all are not eating here, y'all can't stay in here. And then there was other people just kind of making that, you know, that line loop where they keep walking yeah. back around waiting for them to uncap it. Yep. Well, finally they came around with like, um, what looked like raffle tickets. And they were like, okay, we've got a hundred of these that we think we'll be able to give a hundred more of these out. And it was a guy, he was probably about my height. He was 
six four, six five, and all of a sudden he's like, "Okay, I've got him right here." And when he held him up in the air, like it was like something out of The Walking Dead. Like somebody had just like held held up like the last morsel of food or something, and then just yeah, this yeah, yeah. mob came up. And I was waiting for people to start crawling over each other, and all these hands were just grabbing. I got a picture of it. It was absolutely insane. And I'm I'm yeah. just sitting back thinking, I just avoided this <laughs> chaos. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Although I would have had a primo position to just right. kind of reach up and snatch one. Yeah, I like have that five five them and then up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks All right. for that one, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Right. Yeah. The tall one. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tree to tree transfer. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think we just found the title of our episode. Tree to tree transfer. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Yeah. All right, Nate, oh, what's okay. your crazy story from a con? Um. So like same with you guys like i've only been to a few cons uh, like, i've been to eccc a couple of years and i've been to san diego comic-con a couple of years and last year was actually the first time i actually got to the con floor so for me just being on the con floor is overwhelming enough so i'm trying to just focus on where i need to get to or what line i'm trying to get into or um kind of just focusing on myself and not kind of seeing everything around me and noticing all these crazy things but you guys were with me in the fun days line and you saw MC wearing his varsity jacket <laughs> in like 40 degree weather, 40 degree Celsius. Celsius, yeah. Which right. is in like 100 million like, degrees Fahrenheit, I think. Yeah, for like three hours in line. So that's probably the oddest thing I've seen is uh, is MC standing there sweating in his jacket, refusing to take it off. Yeah, yeah. shout out to MC and his weirdness. <laughs> How about you, Cam? Um, so I just because of the the nature of what I do, I, I have been to a few conventions, but hadn't ever gone before working at Funko. So I have kind of a unique experience in that where it's mostly from the um, from the the booth worker side or the retail side. But that kind of that kind of means we see some like really weird stuff before the show st- even opens. Um, but I'll tell you two, two, two of the most upsetting things I've ever seen at these conventions. The first being, um, and, and this happened, Hillary, I think, I, I'm, I think I've been working at Funko like a year or two before Hillary started. And she went to STCC. It was her first year. We were walking in and she was like, well, what can I expect from the show? It's going to be so, you know, I've heard it's so big. It's like no other show. It's like, oh, it's fine. It's just like a lot more people. And as we're talking about how it's going to be, it's like, I got to say, it's like 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning, something. It's super early. And we look over and there are in, in like these trees, kind of like lower trees, there's like three or four guys just all laying in them. They look, they're, they're, they're dressed totally normal. They look like they're just hanging out, like literally just like laying there. Except, except one of them just has open sores and wounds. Whoa. That, Whoa. That I like don't know if they were real or not. I <laughs> so Hillary and I are like, what the hell is that? And we keep going. And later we're talking about it, and no one believes us. So um, that's upsetting for a number of reasons. The, the the most upsetting thing I've seen is hold on, hold on before you go any further. So you never heard any re- resolution to that. You don't know anything else that happened with that guy. Hey, we just kept going. Okay, I'm smart, <laughs> smart. But wow, that would drive me crazy. Um, just enough, no. Uh, it was, I mean, we still talk about it. She'll be like, do you remember that? Do you think he's okay? It's been five years. Um, so, uh, but the most upsetting thing is, uh, at Emerald city one year, I was working at the Marvel collector core booth, which was the subscription box we used to have. And this guy comes up and he's super tall and he's Joey. <laughs> Joey. Wasn't he me. wasn't there yet. Wasn't me. 
and he's he's got like really long hair he's kind of like a heavier dude um but he has this mustache that is super like like it doesn't extend past here and it's just barely covering both lips and for whatever reason that <laughs> bothered me because <laughs> he was talking like through it it was like curling into his <laughs> that was the worst oh my god yeah, oh, I, yeah I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about it's, it's it's like like yeah we wanted to help him <laughs> like here's a call dude we want to bring the community together but oh but I will say there's like no other experience that, that where there's better people watching because people are, you know, uniquely showing their fandom by how they're dressed or what they're cosplaying as or who they're even hanging out with. And, uh, you know, it's just so it's such a weird, like surreal place at times where you're like looking through the crowd and it's a bunch of Deadpools or like, uh, you know, a link walks by or like you just see Seth Green walking by. <laughs> it's so <laughs> random it's literally a randomizer yeah well, that's awesome that i i'm glad you went last cam because there was no way we were gonna <laughs> yeah. top either yeah. one of those stories yeah uh, thank you mark for that question um no, as you. always we always love to hear your answers so if you guys are listening uh we'll put this out on twitter as well we'd love to hear what animal attribute you'd like to have as well as what's the weirdest and craziest thing you've seen at a con and we'll we'll measure it up against cam's story because those two are going to stick with us for a while. I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Hillary can vouch for me for that first one. I, yeah. It happened. I swear. Oh, open sores. <laughs> we we believe you. Yeah. I mean, look, God, it was awful. <laughs> hoping it was like costume makeup. Right. Like, right. Like hoping it's like some kind of installation where it's like, okay, we're just going to put this zombie-looking thing in the tree, and people are going to walk by and yeah, you know, react mean, was, to it. There was like no ad. It didn't have any like AMC right. thing on it or uh, anything. Right. Just like gross. <laughs> And it was day one. It was like the morning of day one. Right. How, how hard was preview night for that guy? <laughs> he went hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're going to go big, go, you know, go yeah. big, don't go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't go home. Apparently, he was sleeping well, in the tree. Right. What if he lives in that tree? It was a beautiful tree. He's proud of his home. What can I say? Yeah, that's right. We should ask Julie to check it out. And just see, just have her roll by and be like, "Can you check out this tree by the Hilton downtown?" The funny thing is, she probably already know. She's like, "Oh, that's Steve. Why?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my cousin. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the main topic of uh, today is we want to get uh, everyone's thoughts on the future of conventions. So we know that Cam was a big part in helping with the, building, basically building the Funko Virtual Con, which we hey, all enjoy. Further, shout yeah. out for that. You guys did a fantastic. Yeah, it job. was amazing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Thank, thank you to everyone who joined in because that was only as successful as anyone who participated with us. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, even even if you guys, not only did you do it right, you did it right in such a short amount of time. Right. It, it was it was actually crazy. Like we found out the Friday before, mm -hmm. like the following week was when Emerald City was going to start. So basically, mm -hmm. we had like a couple of days to turn it all virtual, which like credit to, to like Dima and Kyle and Hillary, the whole content team just destroyed it. It was amazing. Sully came in with some great ideas. Ashley was doing everything she could. Like we, I think everybody really pulled their weight on that one. And then some, we had a lot of, a lot of volunteers. It was a huge team win. And I think really speaks to our ability to just pivot. Um, but I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of catch up after the fact too. <laughs> <laughs> so, totally worth it it was great we learned a lot and uh 
you know, I, I, again, it, it, it helps to have such a great community around it too, that mm-hmm. wants it to succeed. You know, and that's a great point that Cam brought up is that Funko has developed, you know, over the years, um, a very loyal following, uh, especially over the last, I think, several years. Cam can probably attest to the, you know, just the growth of the company and, you know, how much more they're probably producing with, you know, mainline products with pops and stuff like that. But, you know, the, the, my concern, I guess, if we want to, say something about it is for those other companies that depend on um, conventions year round to kind of keep their their business running. You know, unfortunately, they can't all pivot uh, like Funko was able to do and probably still uh, do fairly well financially. I mean, you know, obviously we can't get into all that. But, you know, what what does this do for those other you know, smaller retailers. Like I know for WonderCon, for instance, that was coming up in April that they're already like, hey, look, we can't do this. I've seen a lot of stuff come from CCI and some other artists on Twitter, for instance, and Instagram where they're like, hey, you know, we're going to try again a virtual uh, type of booth or a virtual convention. And, you know, they're posting links, you know, to all the different places where you can go and shop. But, you know, that's got to be a big concern for a lot of these smaller people is, you know, how, how are they going to get through this? Just like a lot of other small businesses that are not tied to conventions are. But that's that's my wonder is what's going to happen to them if this, you know, continues on for several more months, you know, because you have E3's already been canceled in June. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've got, obviously, there's a big question mark with San Diego in July. Uh, and then you turn around and all August is when ECCC is rescheduled for. That's when Star Wars Celebration is. And then right around the corner in uh, October is, you know, New York Comic Con. So it's like, where where are all these smaller companies, you know, going to do? Um, And then that's that's my concern is, is that going to wipe out some of these smaller artists to where hopefully in 2021, when all this is kind of settled and, you know, maybe we have a vaccine for it. So it's not as concerning to be around in public are some of these people not going to exist anymore? Are they going to end up having gone out of business because they couldn't survive 2020? That's a good question. That's a fair yeah. question. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody does, but it's a great concern. So um, doesn't WonderCon have like a link to all the vendors they were going to have so you could still buy stuff from them and stuff like that? They do. They tweeted out something the other day because I know Todd Land, which I'm sure you follow as well clint that's oh, the yes. people that do a lot of the bob's burgers and american dad and family guy merchandise um they they retweeted it so i happen to see it and some of the links are live now that you can click on different vendors and they'll be adding them i know todd land said that they would be probably another week or two behind right. you know getting mm-hmm. up which you know most of these people should have their product probably you know getting ready anyway because the con was going to be the you know easter weekend which is what two weekends from now yep. so i'm assuming yeah. stuff will go up so you know if, if you would have been going to that convention and you would have been purchasing something from the Toddland booth, for instance, you know, you, we all really need to kind of as a community of, of collectors and, you know, nerds and dorks kind of help those people out by, you know, purchasing those, you know, things that we would have gotten at the con anyway, to try to help these people, you know, continue going on because we don't really know what's going to happen, you know, in the next couple of weeks or next couple of months <laughs> for that matter. Unfortunately. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I barely got like the next couple hours in order. <laughs> <laughs> It's tough to sometimes because it's like, for me, I had a plan to just like kind of splurge by a bunch of stuff at ECCC. And then mm-hmm. now it's like, I got to go online, <laughs> which is not a big problem to look online and stuff to, to buy stuff. But it's like, now I'm actually being a bit more conscious about like, mm-hmm. where am I spending my money? Because now I can't just 
tap my credit card and I'm I'm out grabbing a bunch of stuff right now. It's not it's so like, impulse in that situation. Yeah, there's right? that yeah. impulse. I lose that impulse spending, which is I'm very guilty of doing all the time. So, um, but yeah, no, definitely need to keep supporting like the artists and stuff like that. But one thing about Funko Virtual Con is like I truly hope some of these smaller companies like have seen what you guys have done, and it's like you know what, maybe we can't go as grand of a scale and, and pivot that quickly, but we can do something. We can show off, we can talk about our products, we can, you know, show people what we were going to uh, sell, you know, kind of talk about yeah. the plans for the future and just keep the fans engaged, I think, is the biggest takeaway for me from what mm. you guys did was just because you guys can't physically be there, it doesn't mean you guys don't care about the fans and want to show off what you guys can do. So it's more of just thinking outside of the box to keep people involved, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good call out too. Cause as we start to look at WonderCon, we're obviously looking at it similarly in terms of another virtual con, but now it's the added layer of now we can't even go into the office to do it. So we were trying mm -hmm. to figure out, yeah. could, we, could we go in with masks or whatever? And we're ultimately we decided like, first of all, it's not even responsible to go in. So we're not even going to do that, but Smart. we should also think about like, what can we do in this, scenario where we couldn't do in the office like what do we have at our disposal and get kind of creative with that um but i mean to your point like yeah it's it's all about the community not even just around funko products but around convention lifestyle and i think with all of the artists and artist alley and all the different vendors and all the different people who probably do bank on that as a moment to you know, help themselves financially or, or sell their product or at least grow, you know, awareness of their brand. It, it's got to be challenging. But I did see uh, a lot of grassroots efforts, especially around the artists for Emerald City, where it was, you know, I don't know if you guys saw that page. It was, I think it was called like Emerald City Online or something. But okay. it was like mm -hmm. all those artists that were like, you know, or, or people, volunteers who were like, if you were shipping anything to this hotel, let me know what it is. I can coordinate shipping it back. I can store things. I can, you know, if you need to raise, like that was huge to see. And you also saw a lot of creative, a lot of folks from the creative world start to find ways to collaborate with one another in creative ways that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. So I also wonder if that opens it up to a larger audience than who would have been at the convention, but mm -hmm. it, I have yet to see any kind of result to speak either way. I'm just, yeah. I'm hoping it's the latter. <laughs> yeah. You know, Cam brought up a good point when he was talking about, you know, artist alley, you know, because that's, that's something that's a little bit more difficult for you to sell. Right. You know, it's one thing with Todd land, if they have t-shirts and pins and vinyl figures that they can put, you know, you have these other people that are, you know, going and, you know, selling their art and maybe doing art there at the booth. But what I think went over really well, um, that was very well received by the Funko community was the um, drawings that you had a lot yeah, of the local totally. artists do. And I'm yeah. hoping that a lot of the other non-Funko artists that are usually part of Artist Alley may do something similar, like maybe do like an Instagram live or a Twitter yeah. live yeah. where they can do drawings there where people can see the artwork taking place. And maybe that could drive up some business. Like I'd love to see them, you know, starting to do something similar to what y'all did with y'all's artists. Sure. I feel it important we shout out Coach JD right now being that he falls into this bucket of people that we're discussing. He's one of those mm -hmm. guys, and I'm not sure if he's started thinking about doing this yet, but he does art as a side project on the side, right? Aside from he his does. teaching stuff. So he would be one of those guys that's prime in this category. So And that, he's and he's a friend of ours. Right. He's been posting a lot more on Instagram now that you say that. Right. So um, I know I he posts sure. what he's actually already drawn on his Instagram. Mm -hmm. He offers it up for sale if anybody wants to purchase. But... To Joey's point, he could actually do an Instagram live or a Facebook live, whatever he decides to do in the same fashion. 
of him taking oh, suggestions for a sketch, do it and, you know, or take a suggestion from 10 different people, whoever yeah. he, he chooses to sketch for, maybe he sends it out or just have them pay for shipping or something. So speaking of coach JD designs on Instagram is his username and he does have a YouTube channel. So, um, there's Please check content out. already there. Yep. Please. So another question that, that comes up talking about, you know, going forward once, you know, hopefully all this is past us here in the near future. And I don't know how much cam can talk specifics about Funko, but just give us the details. You can't tell anybody <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <Share> everything. <laughs> just talking in general. I wonder how much, Bigger companies like Funko, for instance, will add to their con presence through a virtual type of setting. For instance, fast forward to 2021 San Diego Comic Con. We're all hoping, obviously, that that's you know back happening in place in 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, does does Funko or other big companies, you know, if we can't talk about Funko specifically, do they incorporate some of this virtual convention that we've been doing since it was so well received and did like? Cam mentioned, bring in a set of people that maybe wouldn't have been able to experience some of those things before. I'm just wondering if, you know, kind of conventions start to adapt a little bit in the future, maybe not totally go virtual, obviously, because there's still the whole Mm -hmm. face to face. And I think a lot of people prefer doing that. But has it changed the landscape of it to where you have this extra layer or this extra branch, so to speak, uh, that kind of shoots off and it's like, okay, now we're going to kind of do this virtual part too to try to include more people. Yeah. No, I think that you're, you're asking a lot of good questions. And honestly, we're, we've been moving so fast, there's no way to, to really speak definitively about the future. But if you look at the past, even the last couple of years, you can see there's an interest from Funko in bringing that to a digital space. So with like Fun Days a couple of years ago, we right. actually live streamed it. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so I think we took some learnings from that and went, okay, here's how maybe we could balance that going forward. Um, and not even just in particular to fun days, but with, with fun, with Funko events in general, like you can always see that there's some cadence of here's a live stream before it started, or just as it's starting, here's coverage during. Um, but it's a balance whenever we're on site between what we can do for social versus what we should do in person versus the live podcast versus fun days or whatever specialized event we have. Um, so I think when it comes down to any kind of virtual convention specific, uh, content or plans, I, I would be all for building out one or two a year where it is maybe l- loosely associated with convention lifestyle, but not in place of any kind of convention, right. just like a supplemental, here's what it would be like to go to a convention. And if you experienced the Funko booth or an artist sketching or the live podcast, here's kind of what you could experience, you know, in a digital larger scale. Um, and I'll say like, we got a great social response. Our, our, our social metrics looked great. Cause we were doing like nonstop so right. <laughs> for like three or four days. Um, but the, the trade-off there is that, you know, it, it was really community building. It was really community focused. Um, and, and we were able to shift our, our exclusive sales to online, uh, only. So we'll be doing, a similar thing with virtual con. Um, so I would stay tuned or virtual con one. That's another thing is like naming conventions, <laughs> right? Right. Virtual con two, or like we don't yeah. want to be confused and think WonderCon might still be happening at right. the dates or whatever. So we're trying to be respectful of that, but also not depriving anyone of the experience as best we can. Uh, but we were getting a ton of great feedback during, which we don't typically get because we'll live stream here and there for 30 minutes or right. an hour sometimes. We were getting like 
days of opportunity for people to jump in and be like, Hey, how about this? And we're like, yeah, well, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. Like, <laughs> it, it was truly like community driven too. Follow up to that. Do you see, and not even do you see, have you talked, even talked about, or even thought about doing this in addition to cons, almost having your own virtual events uh, throughout the year, not just the live stream, not just, you know, things here and there, which we do appreciate. And we know you're busy, yeah. but has there been any discussion or even thought about, you know, I'm think, trying to think like uh, May doesn't necessarily have a, a big con on it. You could do your yeah. own thing. Has that been discussed at all? I think it comes down to schematics of like how in the weeds should we get? Is it, should it be a combination of things that we already do or should we step it up? And like, I know Dima is like always all for virtual reality. And like, <laughs> but, but even that has like a price of admission too. Like with right. a, a periscope, you can just jump on from anywhere, but I don't know a ton of people that have VR headsets and maybe mm-hmm. you know, that becomes more um, easily acquired or, or more affordable as we go. But, um, you know, there's talk of like, what would we create like the outline of the booth to share just like what that booth would look like. And it's like, but there's no, you know, there is no booth. Right. Right. (laughs) So it's like, is that even part of it anymore? Like, do we, are we focusing on the right thing? So, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, we're, we're talking about it all the time because it's, it's to your point, like it's a way to, to kind of bring up the community aspect beyond just like the Emerald city, mm-hmm. San Diego, New York, like key beats. It's kind of throughout the whole year. How do we bring new people in? How do we make it feel small and approachable, but still reach a global audience? And uh, it, it, we're just, we're not there yet, unfortunately, but this will likely fast track. It. You're making progress for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a great test and uh, we're doing it again. And depending on what happens with more conventions as we go, we'll, we'll continue down this path. You guys did a stellar job given the circumstances, being able to pivot within three days. Like, you know, obviously we've spoken to Sully within the last few weeks about everything as well. He was pretty candid <laughs> as like, hey, you yeah. know, we found out on Friday and the con was supposed <laughs> to be next week. So really, Cameron, yeah. hats off to you and your team. You guys did a stellar job. It was it was one of the best parts, though, was turning to Sully and being like, hey, we need like five prize packs for the live show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he went bigger. He was so excited. He was like, okay, I'll stay late. <laughs> <laughs> you could just see the look on his face where he's just like, like a Not kid a on Christmas. Price, yeah, yeah, you let him listen to the prize room. Man. Yeah. No, he, I'll say like everyone on the team is dedicated to the, the community. They love the, the Funko family, like that whole feeling. But Sully is like the heart of that in a lot of ways. And especially coming from the collector uh, side of things, I think he can really appreciate when we go make that extra step because I'm sure he talked to you guys about the exclusive sale um, uh, for Emerald city, but like we, there were, there were so many meetings and so many conversations and back and forth internally and externally about like, how can we make this still somewhat accessible to people who have gotten access to the booth? Cause that's a really special thing. And um, I'm really proud of that because it could have been a 30 minute, no, let's not worry about it. it. But instead it was like a days long process of testing things out and it wasn't perfect, but we did learn from it and hopefully we can implement this going forward. But well, I know the lottery thing was not perfect at first. I know there were some issues right away yeah. with like number of items in the cart, but the fact that yep. y'all fixed that as Immediately. as soon as y'all probably yeah. could after being made aware of it, you know, the technology aspect of it getting mm-hmm. fixed and yeah. then allowed, you know, people to fix that problem. I mean, yeah, the fact that you even had that option from the beginning was fantastic to do that for, 
you know, the people that had won lottery, but then to, you know, to fix an issue and then just to quickly turn that around. I mean, that was, that was a stellar job, you know, right there. Yeah. So hats off again to y'all yeah. for yeah. being able to do that for the community. Yeah, we, our, our digital team really did a nice job with that. I think they were, they had tested for everything that they assumed was going to happen. And of course there's always the stuff that you never right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we're, and I, I will say like when we do stuff like that, statistically, it will look like the, the vast majority actually did get through, you know, uh, the, the checkout process with minimal issues and, and everyone feels pretty co- confident and comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But it really sits with Sully when it's like the smaller piece of that didn't have the great experience and they're voicing it. And he feels like, I, and I know he, he shouldn't cause it's not on him, but he feels personally responsible for like voicing that out as like one of the representatives that's kind of on our channel so much because I think people kind of see that line kind of gray out where he's mm-hmm. living the message of what right. we're talking about mm-hmm. and what we're mm-hmm. trying to provide is a quality product and entrance to a community of pop culture fans of goofballs of dorksmen of everyone. Uh, well, we, we, well said. <laughs> we do appreciate that. We, we yeah. do know that, you know, I'm sure you, I, I cannot imagine you, Hillary, even Dima and especially Sole, how much, how many DMs you get on Twitter about stuff you cannot handle <laughs> or even think about touching. Um, so I, 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 I'm sure that's, and we appreciate that you guys are so engulfed with it. Um, yeah. One note I want to hear just anybody listening, especially people not super familiar is I know cam Sully, et cetera, do have a very open and very strong presence in social media, but I think people forget that you guys just don't do that. You just don't go into work and you'll be all, gee, what can I give away today? Oh, what, <laughs> what, do, what can I be on live today? Yeah. I think like, I'm glad you said something about meetings yeah, yeah. and you're planning things and you're working late. You're, we're starting early, whatever the case is. And, um, you know, I, I, Hey, we appreciate it, but I think a lot of people just need to realize it. Cause I think there's people that think that your job is literally, well, there's a new video game out. Let's play it online today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so and, and there's a, I'm oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Um, I was just going to say it's, it's twofold. Cause it's one, like, I think because people personally have social media accounts, they go, Oh, I'm on Facebook. How hard could it be to be on Facebook? And like, I get that. But at the same time, like, it's not just that it's, it's additional right. pieces. It's, it's the entire scope. How does it fit into our goals? The other thing is coming back from a convention to people who haven't worked a convention they'll stop by our booth and be like, how was your vacation? But like, it'll be like, Oh, did you have fun on your vacation? It's like, I haven't slept. In like I had a great time. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like if you've but never been to a, a great con, time, just yeah. not a vacation. Right. It's like, if you've never been to a con before, a lot of my local friends would yeah. be like, Oh yeah. How was your trip? Yeah. Did, was it restful? I'm like, uh, no, to not at all. Point, <laughs> I didn't opposite. sleep much. But in years yeah. past, I have made it a point that I like to be able to sleep at least six hours a night. I know it's hard for you folks, yeah. Cameron, given all the different things that you folks need to be doing in conjunction with the booth. But I try to make it a point because if not, you'll get concrud. It's oh, a yeah. very yeah. real thing. Yeah. You run yourself ragged, you'll get sick. Yeah, yeah. It's not I, good for anybody. I saw Cameron at the end of, uh, end of San Diego this year, and I could tell he was just like, I, I mean, you're still nice. You're still yeah. pleasant to be around, but I could tell yeah. you're like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I just, you know, battery like, drained. Like I get it, I get it. That's why I just wanted to say hi. But yeah, it's uh, it's and that and you guys work there. We're talking about just being there. So at least with a virtual con, though, you still get to sleep in your own bed. And and I mean, I know yeah. you guys actually work late even then. Um, yeah, you know, it's not just okay. It's five o'clock now. We can go home. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so we appreciate it, that. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, and, it's, it's a, it's a pleasure to do it honestly, because it's, it's working with and for a community that really cares about what we're doing. And I think it would be different if there weren't people who we saw on an annual semi-annual basis or, or mm-hmm. talk to online all the time, or really like all the, all the people that I've met, like, it's been that like that since day one, since like I started at the company, it was people who I barely like had never even met honestly reaching out and being like hey so you know i'm a fanatic and what's your deal and like they were (laughs) nothing but kindness nothing but like curiosity and just like genuine camaraderie and just liking pop culture and it's just like that's so and that's what we're trying to to instill and really protect with all this stuff right like not not losing sight of the fact that we're all here because we like batman you know what i mean (laughs) it's it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be Right. It's supposed to be that. Yeah, you know? I'm going to take a page out like, of the documentary and stay, say, come for the toys, stay for the people, because that extends out to everybody that we've met. I mean, like these th- yeah. three guys that we're, I'm doing the podcast with and you as well, I wouldn't have met any of you had it not been for me collecting Funko. And it's such a beautiful sure. thing that we're all very diverse, came from different backgrounds, but yet we're still here. Right. Funko family. Right. I think that I think it's like, yeah. Up. yeah. Seeing what you guys do, Cam, it's like, you can tell in the production value and what you guys do that there's a lot of love on your side for doing it. And I think mm-hmm. that gets reciprocated with the fans and they, for the most part, I would say like 90% of us out there truly understand that you guys do it for the love and you're not here just for a paycheck, just because it's like a big company or whatever. It's like, you guys love what you do and we see it. Yeah. And then we respond in kind with our fandoms and what we love about what you guys do. Right. So I think that definitely goes a long way and we, definitely appreciate that hey uh real quick before we kind of move on to the next topic hey cameron i have an idea can you guys make nintendo pops (laughs) (laughs) all right right. (laughs) and cam has left the podcast (laughs) that's a great idea right you've never thought of that never heard of that that. has never come across our desk yeah Yeah. Yeah. then can you send me a link (laughs) Nintendo, what? Yeah. Yeah, we Nintendo. Why are animals crossing the street? What's going on? (laughs) Um, so we touched a lot on cons, virtual cons, and things like that. Um, we know that not just conventions are being impacted by, um, you know, the coronavirus and kind of just the way the things are happening right now. Cam, we know you're a big music guy. You obviously love movies and things like that. So, what do you think about? Um, concerts and stuff moving forward with kind of this uh, gathering ban in place still. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of uh, it's there's, I mean, there's obvious pros and cons to both. I'm realizing as I get older that I'm not like a huge, like I I used to be like a go to a show a couple times a week kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Now I'm just like, man, they're not even coming on till nine 30. In that in that respect, like I'm picking and choosing and becoming a little bit more strategic. Um, I will say though, it's it's cool to see people get creative during this time. I've seen a lot of. Um, I don't know if you guys are following along with like the various Instagram like producer DJ battles that are going on, but, oh, like Diplo like, and everybody. Yeah, Dude, yeah. There, it's nuts. There was one last night. I think it was Sean Garrett versus uh, the Dream, and it's basically the format. The, and or, or before that was Timbaland versus Swizz Beats. And what you notice is like they'll they'll get on Instagram Live. They just join stories or broadcasts, and um, one of them will just play a song that they produced. And it's simple, but like as it starts going, like they'll start to like 
interact with one another and be like, Oh, you can't beat this. Or like, Oh, do you remember? Oh, this? really? But then people in the comments, like you start to see names pop up and you're like, you realize that there's not only like 30,000 people just watching, but in there, there's like a bunch of celebrities and other musicians and athletes and politicians and brands. <laughs> and stuff and all like, Oh yeah. Play that again. And you're like, what? Did Kellogg's just ask you. <laughs> but it's so cool to see that because they're actually doing something different and they're allowing access into something that's really unique, but also like is just like fun. Like it's just awesome. like, you got to wonder if you're uh, like a super producer who made like, you know, a dozen, two dozen top, like number one hits over the decades. Like, aren't you proud of that? And it turns out they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> really proud of that. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I, I, the one thing I don't, a lot of people are, are bringing up like the Tupac hologram from Coachella years ago where they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, hologram concerts are coming into style or could be. And I'm like, I don't really, I don't really, I would hope not, but no. I can see why that would be valuable maybe. But um, well, it would have yeah. been cool if the Tupac uh, hologram was the only hologram that ever could do that. And then <laughs> just, <laughs> I agree with you. And the, I mean, it made more or less sense because, you know, unfortunately Tupac's not here anymore, but there's something about yeah. seeing somebody live and, and seeing their reaction or whatever the case is that you're not yeah. going to see with a hologram. I, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. Totally. Like, like Tupac coming out during Coachella as a hologram is like, it's in California. I granted it's like an affluent right. music mm-hmm. festival, but, but it's, it's in California. It's unexpected. It's an audience that's young enough to maybe not really remember his impact, but still right. aware enough to appreciate him coming out. But like sure. with, uh, like, would you see Queen if it was like a hologram Freddie Mercury? I wouldn't. I would feel yeah, really that's weird. a great area, especially yeah. with the band playing with them and then him standing there. It'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. It would yeah. Be, yeah, it'd be like he'd be, yeah, yeah. It would just like not. It, it it would feel like good point. Like just kind of weird. I don't know how else to describe. It. Just kind of gross. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You it's know, a lot unauthentic or like there uh, you go. Yep. Yeah, it feels very forced. Right? Forced. Like, yeah. Be like, yeah. Yeah. But then the question is like, which Freddie Mercury is it? <laughs> also a good question. <laughs> True. He's like 30, 30 years younger than everyone else. So just right. like, or they age him? Does he have not. a mustache? Does he not have a mustache? <laughs> always have does, a mustache he out, does he come out on the shoulders of a hologram Darth Vader? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be worth seeing. Yeah. Pop culture matchup. Mashups. Yeah. One thing that's I mean, interesting. Um, sorry, I'm kind of going to keep this moving a little bit is tonight on fox they're doing the iheart radio concert mm-hmm. at home yeah, um, yeah with john and, and john and I, I actually, and- yeah i saw i just saw how many big names were on there I, i'm interested to see how that goes over um but i mean i'm, I'm glad i mean i saw I, I paid hundreds of dollars to see elton john on his last tour i love elton mm-hmm. but it's going to be interesting to see what it's like seeing it for free on your couch um <laughs> it's also you know, nice it, to actually see them perform in the intimacy of their own home Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think that's another good point. A lot of the DJs, I know since Cam mentioned DJs and whatnot, a lot of the DJs, I have some friends that lo- work locally in the gig business. They've been taking to Instagram or Facebook or Twitch, whatever platform they want. And they've been trying to push their music out there and performance more. Um, I mean, I guess one, they want to try and see if anybody will tip them and make a donation per se but they also want to keep the vibe positive and keep it right. going and keep yeah. keep the momentum up for other other people and tell them you know we'll get through this relationship yeah. marketing am i right you know it's interesting <laughs> you know the the music industry 
um, because of I, I truly think Napster and LimeWire and all those where you could you know just get songs free is obviously in the last decade or two switched over to more digital as far as you mm-hmm. know album sales are concerned, uh, and they're able to do stuff from home like you were saying they mm-hmm. could even record from home if they wanted to. They, they yeah. most of the big ones have home recording studios yeah. and yeah. are producers too to a certain extent and could probably release some stuff. So I don't think the music industry probably takes as big of a hit. Um, but the movie industry is what I'm wondering, you know, what's, what's the landscape of it going to look like? Because you have all these huge tentpole, big movies that Fast and Furious, Mulan, Mm. um, Black Widow, uh, Wonder Woman that have all been Mm. postponed either a few months or, you know, like Fast and the Furious an entire year, you know, so what happens to the film industry? Because a lot of people don't realize or don't think about all the other jobs that are attached to that, whether that's jobs mm-hmm. on the film or TV set that have to get paid, but also the movie theaters, right. you know, you have, yeah. all, you know, that's a total, you know, different industry in and of itself. And you have all these people that are you know, not working right now. And, you know, yeah. how long is it going to be? Because you've got all these movies that were already ready to go, right. That were ready to release. Well, now you have all these other movies that were, you know, pre-production that were written and, you know, ready to start shooting that can't shoot now. So at some point, you know, where's that bubble going to be where you all of a sudden have little or no content coming out for several months? Yeah. The movie theaters are back open, but you know, you know, this movie that came out still playing from eight months ago because we don't have anything new to play. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 You know, affected by all this, we're all binging all this stuff on Netflix and Amazon Prime. And then all of a sudden, we're going to run out of stuff to watch, depending on how long this goes for, because people can't yeah. shoot anything right now. Yeah. A lot of seasons of TV shows are even, they're just like, well, we're done. Like, we've got 12 episodes out of 20. That's it. That's all you're getting for yeah. the season. And it's like, wow. you're going to like walk off like a random cliffhanger that you weren't <laughs> expecting. It's like, it's not even a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's yeah. not even a cliffhanger. It's, it's just it's that they couldn't yeah. resolve it. Yeah. Wow, so. that's a good question. Those are, I mean, I, I'm glad Joey brought up, you know, like movie theater workers. I was thinking we were talking concerts, you know, people that work at concert halls, not even the yeah. big ones, but the little yeah. ones, you know, like yeah. the Pepsi Center here will probably be fine. But what about, <laughs> uh, you know, the Bluebird Theater, which I don't expect anybody here to know because it's a small theater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be interesting when this all recovers, who's still around, who can stick around and what they have decided to do. And same thing with movie theaters. Do they play old movies? Do they try to get something redigitalized or redone and release yeah, that? Um, you know, same thing with concert halls. Are they going to have, you know, are, are some of the places that's got their beginnings, they're still, say, the Bluebird and say, I don't know, Dave Matthews is like, well, I'll play there this time and help you guys get back and then I'll go play Red Rocks the next night. You yeah, know, whatever like the case is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I hope, and, and from, you know, especially with these, first of all, I didn't even know the rap battles are going on. I feel so old now of the loop, but I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, but I'm glad musicians are keeping up the positive vibe and I'm glad they're trying to, to help. And I think this, you know, this concert tonight on Fox, which I know everyone will listen to afterwards, uh, uh, you know, helps out too. So I, I'm glad there's things happening. Yeah. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how they adjust afterwards. The you movie know, thing. It'll, I'm sorry, go ahead, Joyce. To, it'll be interesting to see too in a couple of months once you can actually graph some of the economic data. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about the movie industry. Obviously, I think we're going to see a big drop off in that. The music industry, like I said, I don't think you'll see quite as big of a drop off in it. But I'm wondering if on the video game side of things, I know we mentioned that earlier, I, I wonder if you yeah. won't actually see an uptick you yeah, know, in sales from what they expected. You know, we for were talking sure. earlier with some friends about Animal Crossing. I mean, everybody's going crazy for playing Animal you Crossing You can't find right a now. Switch right now. You cannot no. find a Switch in the store. And, and that's, that's what crazy. I'm wondering. Is this actually going to benefit? And I, you hate to use that word when you're talking about a pandemic affecting things, but financially, there you go. 
yeah, is it going to financially benefit some of these video game, you know, mm -hmm. companies, especially maybe some of these indie companies that probably work out of their house anyway, developing video games? Are they going to start, you know, churning stuff out because they're working from home already, you know? And yeah. are we going to see an uptick in maybe you know indie games, you know, coming out that maybe kind of spurs on the industry? It's going to be really interesting to see how things play out in a bunch of different areas over the next coming months. Thanks for so the speaking, silver lining. So speaking from someone that does work in the video games industry. It's we literally have not missed a beat in what we've doing content wise, um, uh, things that we've got getting ready for, like we've already scheduled and we're building offers or building whatever. It's like it is literally business as usual. We just, yeah, I roll. The only difference is I don't have to spend half an hour on the train to get to work. I just <laughs> roll out of bed, turn on my laptop and I'm I'm at yeah. work. And, and you know, work that's with the no same with the on. entire studio. It's very free. Yeah, exactly. It gets your creative juices going. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's a really good point because I think, like, we're – I'm fortunate enough to be in a, a job that I don't have to um, kind of worry about these other things that are happening with, with the cancellations and stuff. So, um, but, yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see what comes out in the next few months. The real question is, how are the toilet paper and hand sanitizer companies doing? Buy stock in them now. <laughs> right. And Charmin and Germix. <laughs> That's right. Perel is just swimming in gold coins right now. Yeah. No, like there's Scrooge McDuck in there. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. I think there's someone's like on Reddit, they've done like a graph of just the stock prices for them. And it's just like all of a sudden it's up like 700%. Like, it's like, well, if you guys, I know Angry Nate has seen this. This is an old Simpsons episode, but Homer buys stock, and I don't think you can actually do this, in pumpkins in yes. October. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to sell about April. <laughs> of course, everything crashes by the end of October. So um, he's like, well, we're wrong, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So that's exactly what's going to happen with this. Oh, Homer. Oh, Homer. Um, but anyway, this this has been a great discussion about just the differences and, and all you guys have really had uh, interesting perspectives. I uh, I appreciate that. I oof. I just hope everybody who's experiencing anything right now, um, you know, think we're, you're in our thoughts. We're hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad I'm glad the government's doing something. I'm not going to make this political, but I'm glad action's being taken there. And um, hopefully, we all come out better in the end. Yeah, it forces the honestly, world to change. That's that's yeah. the key thing that we can take from this. Yes. You don't have to look at it in a negative or a positive way. Just take it for what it is. It's forcing us to change. It's forcing us to view things in a different light. And it's forcing the whole world to evolve. Mm -hmm. There's your and Pokemon reference, Cameron. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and it's, that's, a, that's an interesting point because it is one thing where it's not like the enemy is another like person. It's... Mm -hmm. We are all going to have to experience one way or another. So if we can, it's, it's uniting us in a way I, I haven't seen in my lifetime um, where the, the whole world can kind of go, okay, let's just stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think like even our parents have seen uh, this kind agreed. of thing. It's so weird. No, no. It's yeah. just weird. Like, it, 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 like everything, every meeting I'm in or, or email that I'm like, right. Is there's like a preface of like weird, isn't it? Anyway. And it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so weird. It, it won't be normalized. Like, I refuse to let it feel normalized. Um, mm. I actually kind of miss going to the office. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's probably the more social productive. interaction, I think, that I miss more than oh, anything else. So these chats that we have online are definitely very helpful. One thing, I also got to make another movie reference for Marvel, but like how <laughs> Cap is saying in Endgame, right? The He's trying to be the ray of positive light. And he's like, you know, I saw a pot of whales in the Hudson today. And they're actually saying, if you look at 
the earth from space, there's less pollution. Right. You can mm -hmm. actually, the, yeah. the canals in Venice look cleaner. You can definitely tell the difference in pollution levels in Las Vegas. So, I mean, again, I'm just trying to be that ray of positive light. I know that there's a lot of bad going on in the world, but there are positives that are coming out right. from this as well. When you got to look at both. I yep. mean, you know, does this mean we do more work at home when we have office jobs? Or does this mean, um, you know, things don't work at full capacity? Does this, you know, who knows? There, there could be, I mean, I hope there's positives that come out of this, actually. There are. Because mm -hmm. it can't all be negative. There are. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know, to Brian Mariotti's point, the recession hasn't stopped my toy buying at all. So <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, it's giving me the weirdest like buying patterns of stuff where I'm like, no, 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 I should be very careful. And then yeah. <laughs> I gotta get two. Right. <laughs> one to rock, one to stuff. Like, yeah, it's like stuff I never would have even wanted. Well, we were talking about Animal Crossing earlier. Like I'm like, I gotta buy a yeah. physical copy. Yeah, I, it's yeah. been weird. I can't find a Switch anywhere, by the way. Oh, I've been trying to look for one. I can't find one anywhere. That's the way of the world. It's the same here in Hawaii. Yeah. I have a lot of friends looking for one too. If that's three years old, you guys should be on that. I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I have my Xbox. I'm fine. That's what I use. Well, that was a very, this is a very good conversation, and we appreciate that, Cam. We appreciate you taking your time out to kind of chat with us about stuff like that, yeah. and just hearing everyone's opinions is uh, is good because it's this is all we have right now is we have each other through this virtual. <laughs> uh this webcam and hanging out and stuff so you know yeah. we hope that for anyone listening like we hope that this has kind of helped your day or helped your week this week and um breaking the breaking the normal of what's happening in your life and hopefully it's a bit of a positive spin for you yeah any, um, any thoughts you guys want to add make sure to do it well in the soundcloud chat or on twitter or whatever we'd love to hear your thoughts as well exactly so uh joey what time is it it's game time. <laughs> Clint gets so like into it when he That's right. it, man. Hey, there's no sports right now, man. I yeah, this is the closest thing we have to sports. So, uh, yeah, this is our game. This is yeah. our sport. Uh, we need to get Joe Buck on to to do no, the commentary. Yeah, Absolutely not. Commentary no Troy Aikman. Yeah. No uh, Tony no Romo. Collinsworth. Romo would call it ahead of time. He's yeah, a, he would yeah, make predictions ahead of time. Uh, Clint's about to get this one wrong. Everybody just watch right here. <laughs> exactly. Did you right. see that tweet that was like, uh, it was when they were still having games, but no audience, no crowd. Someone was, instead of no crowd, how about one fan from each team? They <laughs> <laughs> just heckle you the whole time. Oh, they're just mean. like chasing each other around the stadium. <laughs> Well, they're still doing. They're still doing wrestling with no crowd. And I'll I, do you I, one I, better. Waldorf and Statler. So weird. Just have Waldorf on one side and Statler on the other side, just heckling at each other. <laughs> hey, you shut up! Yeah. That was a good Waldorf uh, impersonation. Like <laughs> Look, I couldn't do it if you had pants on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week's game is called Lights, Cameron, Action. Dang. So yeah, I'm going to start listing off movies. We'll have 10 rounds all together. Uh, I'll start listing off movies for a particular Cameron. Uh, it could be the first name or it could be the last name. Uh, oh, could be an actor, could be a writer, could be a producer, director, etc. cetera. Uh, and I'll go through a list of five different movies. Uh, I'll start off with 50 points. Each time I have to give another movie as a clue, it moves down 10 points. Um, if you guess wrong, 
you don't lose points, but you do lose your chance to guess again during that round. Okay. And we automatically move on uh, to the next clue. So the quicker you're able to guess, the more points you earn. So if you guess correctly after one movie named for that particular Cameron, then you would get 50 points and then it goes down in 10 point increments from there. Uh, and remember the first one to buzz in, uh, we'll get to Which answer first. Yes, tap yeah. it on your head. Correct. <laughs> all right. We're high tech so, here. With this even, yes. Cameron can go oh, to yeah. CamCon and he can meet all these people. That's not That's fair. right. It's going to be really embarrassing if I don't get a point. <laughs> all right. So we have any questions before we begin? No. All right. Here we go. Round one, starting right. off at 50 points. The first movie clue for this Cameron is Annie. Clint. Cameron Diaz. Very good. Cameron Diaz is correct. <laughs> How's your head feel? That was pretty hard. I heard that. Yeah. These, <laughs> yeah. I realized that after the fact, but I really wanted to make sure he got killed last week. He wanted to make sure he got buzzed in quick for that one. Yeah, hey, Jerry, right. real quick question. Is um is next is the last round gonna be bonus again like last time? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I actually did two bonus rounds this time. Okay. Uh, and I, I picked uh round four and round nine as the bonus rounds. Just, okay. just thank you. Okay. Oh, and also, I don't know if I clarified this earlier. Uh, this could be movies or TV shows. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I was getting ready to say Jordan Cameron for football player, but never mind. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, next round, round two. Uh, we're back at 50 points. Mercy Street. Okay. <laughs> on to the next clue. Shameless. It's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know if I know the person even, but okay. Okay. Next clue is Anthem of a Teenage Prophet. Remember, it could be actor, actress, or director. Correct. So. <laughs> and no Googling. That, that doesn't help. <laughs> no IMDb. <laughs> Next one is Amityville The Awakening. Mm. Man, I, I don't think I've seen a single thing on this. Yeah. This yeah. No, I know of Shameless. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> William H. Macy okay. is not an answer. <laughs> Last one Gotham. Ooh, I think I know. Nate. Is it Cameron Monaghan? It is Cameron Monaghan. Very good, Nate. I, who, who does Cameron Monaghan play in Gotham? I, I'm not familiar. The, uh, the, the Joker character. Yeah, oh, okay. the Joker character. But they don't call him, the Joker, don't call him right. Joker. Understood, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all the beginning. Yeah. All right. We're back to 50 points. We're starting on round three. Ryan guessed it without even seeing it. <laughs> no, he's, my head was itchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First clue, Descendants. Okay. I, I thought Clint might have the leg up since he's got the, the young daughter. She's here. too young for that show yet. Ah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Next clue, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> yar, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Cameron Yar. Cameron Yar. <laughs> nope, no guess. Okay. No guess. 
next clue, grown-ups. Oh, wait. Oh, no, you already buzzed in, Ryan. <laughs> Selma, Hayek, Selma Hayek does not have Cameron in her name. <laughs> good, Ryan. Cameron Boyce. Cameron Boyce is correct. Very good. Wow, that's right. There you go. I was thinking, wait, 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 wait. Is, that, is that the right one? So, Who's Cameron? I don't know who that is. Who's yeah, Cameron Boyce? Cameron Boyce no. is, huh? Did you tell uh, me shut no. up? Like, don't say no, I didn't say shut up. Uh, Cameron Boyce right, well, is, um, what's his face's kid in that movie? Never mind. That doesn't so, help. Move on. So he's a child yeah. actor? He's a, chi- he's a child actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last clue I was going to give was Jesse. I don't know if you ever watched that show with your daughter for any reason, but yeah, that was no. going to be the last clue. If it's not Muppet Babies or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, <laughs> I probably don't know it. He's Adam Sandler's kid in Grown Ups. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I've never seen that either, but all right. This is a bonus round. Ooh. So all the points are doubled. All right. Okay. Your first Cameron clue is Manhunt. Something Man. exciting going on at Clint's house. <laughs> the doorbell <laughs> rang and the dog and the baby are going crazy. Yeah. Uh, the edibles were delivered. Everybody's yeah. excited. <laughs> Give me a moment. Okay. Next clue: the Umbrella Academy, which I still haven't seen. I'm disappointed oh, in myself. It's so good. You're missing it's so good. Thing. You gotta, you gotta watch it. It's so good. That and the boys. I know. I know. Oh, the boys. Oh. Oh. I still need to watch the boys. Finally oh no, both of you. I feel like I need to watch a lot of stuff anytime we play trivia games like this. <laughs> Right? Hold on, let me make my list. <laughs> okay, so didn't get that one. Next clue, and I thought that was going to be the one that was going to get it. Barry. It's the HBO show with, yeah, with uh, uh, Bill Hader, which is also very good if you haven't watched it. Highly recommend it. Oh, I, love it. So I don't have HBO. I don't either, but eh, might be the time to get it. Okay. Next is Stitchers. Okay. And last clue is Camp Dakota. <laughs> I'm going to ring in and say Cameron Smith just because I have no clue. No. Uh, the, correct, <laughs> the correct answer was Cameron Britton, who played Hazel in the Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. sure thing. Which sure. is why it was yeah. a bonus round. It was a bonus yeah. round. Yeah. Okay. Next round, we're starting back at 50 again. This mm-hmm. is not a bonus round. Descendants again. <laughs> I already forgot the answer from the first one. <laughs> <laughs> that one was Cameron Boyce. Wow. So obviously it's a different Cameron now, right? Yeah, correct. Or it yes. could be Cameron yeah. Boyce again if you want to risk it. and, and <laughs> you're not, You'll lose any points. That would be real tricky. That's why yeah. I didn't answer. I'm like, wait, no, it wouldn't be Cameron Boyce again. Unless. Next, unless <laughs> next clue is Agents of Shield. Okay, nobody on that one. Oh, I feel like I should know that. I love that show. Yeah, you should with your Marvel hat. <laughs> next one, Liv and Maddie. Yeah, that's no help to me now. Yeah, that's. I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. 
next one, we have a Angry Birds movie two. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> they, made, they made two of those movies. Josh Gad. <laughs> they did make two of those movies. Bill Hader. Uh, and uh, last clue is Dumplin. What? <laughs> That's the is that, easy one. <laughs> is that the movie with, uh, with Jennifer Aniston as the lead? Uh, it was yes, yes. It was a Netflix movie that oh, came out. I shouldn't. I was gonna look it up, but then I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." <laughs> I'm sorry. We appreciate your honesty and good <laughs> ethics here, Cameron. Oh, All right, so Cameron Duel, correct, is he in it? <laughs> so the correct answer was. Sorry, guys. I was in Dumplin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dumplin. The correct answer was Dove Cameron. Oh, Dove. I, I still like. I'm gonna start calling you Dumplin from now on. Who are I they like in Agents of Shield? <laughs> Uh, she played, I can't remember the character's name, but she was one of the people that was uh, locked up, that was being trained. And um, God, I can't think of the character's name. It's okay. Now from it. yeah. I'll have to look it up yeah. later. But yeah, she not was important. on there for like a six episode arc. It's not like she was on there for just one episode. So she was actually on there for a little while. All right, we're on to round six now. Dang. And then, okay. Oh, okay. Really I got, I got, yeah, one. <laughs> Alita Battle Angel. Cameron. It's not Cameron Crow, is it? Oh, no. It's not Cameron okay. Crow. I'm sorry. Okay. So you're out for that round. Uh, next one. Oh, wait. Is... Wait, before you go on, I got so, one. Wait. wait. Yeah, I got uh, one. You know, you can't guess for the same uh, clue. You have to wait until oh. there's another clue. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't no, in the it's rules. It's my fault. I only... I only only explained it to you i, I'm a, I missed that maybe I'm, I'm smoke signals carrier not, pigeon something else i don't know i'm not saying you didn't i'm saying i missed it the trees riverboat casino yep right. no, rules this is a goal. rule that was established at the beginning yeah all right here we go it's fine avatar anybody want to buzz in <laughs> anybody at all Want to buzz in on taking, this one? You're not taking Clint's answer. Then, okay, right? Clint, go ahead. It was it's James Cameron. It is James Cameron. I knew that on the Alita yeah. bit too. Damn it! <laughs> How's your head? I forgot he was involved with that. Keep keep oh, going. Maybe you'll forget the answers next fine. time. It's it's already empty. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you said it, not me. Oh, bingo square! <laughs> I didn't force it either. All right, moving on to round seven. I don't have that one. Damn. Seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, seven. I'm gonna throw seven. the easy one out in the first round. See if somebody can Ooh. catch up. I James Cameron was gonna be the easiest question. Here. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. Uh, it James depends. Cameron. It depends if you were a, a child of the '80s and '90s or not. <laughs> Full House. Oh, Ryan. Candace Cameron. Very good. Candace Cameron Bure is correct. Very good. Fifty points <laughs> to Ryan. I don't know how I feel about you changing the rules halfway through. <laughs> Who said I was changing the rules? I just you decided did, to you give said you just clue. changed the order. Of the you question. had the same opportunity that Ryan did, but you didn't capitalize <laughs> on it there, Mister Head Slappy. It's just nice to know that every every podcast game is a riverboat casino. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're all Calvin Ball in some No sense. matter what, it just depends what river it is. That's all. That's right. Yeah, here it's the Mississippi River. <laughs> all right, here we go, round eight. Vanilla Sky. Uh, 
Simon. Next. Tom Cruise. Almost famous. Oh. Clint. That one's Cameron Crowe. There it Cameron is. Crow is there it correct. Is. I didn't know no. Clint win, and I, you know, I don't like that. It's no, funny. we you know, know you don't. Clint, you keep whacking your head like win. there's a bell on it, like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> there's not that ringing in my ear or something else. <laughs> yeah, that's just hollow in there. That's what it is. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> Does that count as How the levels on that? How are they? Yeah. Did that sound good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely being left in there, too. We're tuning now. <laughs> All right. Remember, this is a bonus round. Oh, about to go a little riverboat casino on y'all again. Get ready for some head slapping. Oh Clint, what is that behind you that just fell down? <laughs> what? <laughs> Growing pains. No, I, saw, I saw it too. I saw it too. Growing oh, pains. Yeah, I got you. All right, let's play. I just said he, it. He just said it. Pains. I just can't. Um, <laughs> oh, um. Uh, Ryan. <laughs> um, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Very good, Ryan. I couldn't remember his first points. name. Very good. Okay, last one. And you know what? Just because I'm feeling kind of riverboaty and kind of casino-y, we're going to go double points again for this one. Wow. She just wants any chance for Clint to lose. I guess so. Wow. Well, I'm already losing. Ryan's beating me right now. Or no, we're tied. No, I'm winning. You're winning. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Final sure. round. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Paper soldiers. Okay. Next clue. Paid in full. Eric B. and Rakim. <laughs> you can slap your head. Plus it's wrong. Yep. Okay. Next clue. State property. Blood on the streets. Okay. Next clue. Kill a season. Oh, this sounds like gonna guess. Albums. Nate, is it Cameron? It is Cameron. Very good. <laughs> nice. Hence, I was like, wait a second. This all, this all yeah. When he sounds okay, like yeah. When you yeah. said state property, I'm like yeah. I was like wait, mm, I was gonna yeah. say rock the mic, but yeah. I was yeah. like, wait a second. Very good. <laughs> and in last place, unfortunately, is our guest, the Cam himself. Uh, in third place is Nate with 50 points. In second place is Clint with 130. And first place, our winner is Ryan with 180 yes. points. Well done, Dang. Ryan. Clint well loses done. a game. Bingo square. That's <laughs> true. I already knocked it down. <laughs> Just putting it out there. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Joey. That was a it was a tough one, but that was that was a lot of fun. Kudos to um, you, Nate. That was a that was a good answer to the last I was question. Like, I was as he was going through that. it, I was like, "Wait a second. Yeah, that was a, that was a good twist. I like that one. Because I knew the we last weren't one had expecting some music, yeah. right? We were thinking like movies, right. TV shows. Yeah. Oh no, those are all ones he actually those played a role in. Yeah, he's done a bunch of movies. They're like those are all just independent films. Yeah, those yeah. are all movies he was in. Yeah, uh, shows what I know. Uh that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, state property. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Touche. But you still won, Ryan. So congratulations, Ryan, on, on winning this Thank week's you. game. Um, before we wrap everything up, uh, Cam, why don't you plug yourself? You know, give us your social handles, things like that. Just let us know where we can find you and interact with you and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Cameron Duel, D-E-U-E-L. And uh, yeah, I'm usually on there all the time. So especially more so now. So yeah, I'm happy to, to jump on and, and hang out with everyone. Um, hey, Cameron. Safe and, and, oh, what's going on? I was going to say, are you still doing your <laughs> newsletter? Yeah, yeah, it's going out. On, oh, thank you. No one asks. No one ever asks, <laughs> which I think is so weird. I know they see it, but no one ever asks. We do. So I've been doing a music newsletter for about five years. It's called Rations. Send it out on the last day of every month, and it's usually just like a wrap-up of all the new albums and releases that I've been listening to and just kind of a grab bag of stuff that I think is really fun or interesting. So if we ever needed a, a distraction now, that's a good one. Um I can uh, go to my bio on Twitter to sign up or to uh, rations.substack.com. You can sign up there as well. I actually keep meaning to sign up and I, yeah. So I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, I'm oh. signed up. So, and, you know, and we don't we do the big uh, mass fun cast sign off. So we all, we all each take our turn with our sign off, but we will let you go last since you are the oh, guest you. of honor. You can wrap it all up. Yeah. Um, yeah so Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Uh, thank you, Cam, for taking time out of your day, hanging out with us and chatting cons and music and just about everything with us today. Uh, just keep in mind our photo a day contest is starting April 1st, so we'll have more details on that on Twitter and whatnot. Um, but with everything else, that's, I guess that's, that's about it. And uh, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Later, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Word, homies. Oh, no. Please, no gang signs. <laughs> and Cameron, your sign off. Oh man! Uh, well, thank you guys for having me. First of all, I think this is a, if there was ever a, a testament to uh, the the community around what we're doing, it, this is a, a great example of that. So, thank you for including me. Um, everyone, stay safe and uh, don't forget to keep popping.